<laughs> no. I don't want to hear your life story, Granny. I mean, a lot of you were here for the nudies. Let's be real. Grandma's nudies? No. <laughs> and before Rose actually talks to Andrews, Ruth says, go back and turn the heaters on in our rooms. Oh, I'd like a cup of tea when I return. <laughs> and I'm like, don't go turn the heaters on. <laughs> if yeah. the ship sinks, it's going to cause boom, boom, boom. And the sequence when they're actually uncovering the lifeboats and getting everything ready to launch, the steam that is coming out of the, this really did happen, the steam that's coming out of the funnels, it was so loud that they could hardly get organized. Basically what's happening to the ship is all that water came into the bottom of the ship. And, and then it rushed into the all, boilers. All that freezing cold water rushed into those hot boilers. And so all of the steam has to go somewhere. And up and out. And it's completely involuntary. No one in the ship is making this steam release. It's forced. Science. Yeah, science. <laughs> and it's going so hard and so fast because water continues to go up the boiler. And it's not until the forward boilers are completely submerged that the steam dies away and you can hear anything. Some of these boats almost buckled on their way down from the ship. Like sometimes, you know, one side be lowered too fast and the other one wouldn't. And everybody in the ship was like, stop, stop, fucking stop. <laughs> yeah, no, please don't. Please don't <laughs> tip us out of the boat. Yes. The rockets are so grim. The fireworks? Like the literal? The rockets. Is that what they are? Yeah, they're, I mean, yeah, they turn out to, I mean, the rocket ends in a firework. They're distress rockets. They're to let other ships in the area know. And I love how this film kind of glazes over the uh, Californian controversy. <laughs> okay. It's actually a deleted scene. And so there was this ship in the vicinity of the Titanic. It was called California's, the SS Californian. The ship did see Titanic's distress rockets. And they were probably around like between 10 and 15 miles away from them. They did nothing. They did not respond to it. You'd think rockets in mid-ocean, in the middle of the night, would be a sign that there's something going on. And you'd think they would have received the distress calls. But they're like, oh, nope, sorry, my phone was on silent. Yeah, it's like, oh, Titanic's having a party. No, no, like, they this were is serious shit. They were distress rockets. And this is not like where this is assuming what happened. We're, we know this is what happened because people were like, oh yeah, I saw that ship. Yeah, survivors much later on said, we saw a ship and we know it saw us. And I mean, I, like, I mean, what a horrible way to die. Yeah, I mean, arguably, probably, probably better than the death that he does meet. Yeah, well, no spoilers. They know what happens. <laughs> Put it in the bonus. <laughs> what? I can't look at the booger in your nose anymore. <laughs> Mine for gold. Let me see. It's gone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's fine. Um, you know, Molly, Molly Brown actually did try to help people get in the lifeboats. Like, cause like the men, the officers were not moving quickly enough. So Molly was just like, yeah, come on. Like, you know, when you hear Kathy Bates go, come on sister, you heard the man into the boat. <laughs> She's helping the officers put people in the boat. Rose, you're next darling. <laughs> I love her. I wrote the horror will mount. Tonight's mystery note is the, the horror, horror will, will mount. mount. <laughs> and when Kate Winslet slides herself under the water and into the hallway <laughs> and she makes that, <gasps> that's real. 
Oh yeah, that no. is that is her I'm legitimately sure making real. that noise. Because like it's not like being on vacation, guys. It's not a pool that's heated to 85 degrees. <laughs> it's cold ass water. <laughs> it's northern Atlantic water. And he goes, listen, Rose, I trust you. And I'm like, I fucking don't. <laughs> she is nervous as hell. You know what this reminded me of? What? Did you just show to me with your eyes closed? Yes. Because she closes her eyes when she brings that axe down. And what do you know? It fucking works. Is that iRobot? Yeah, it's iRobot. <laughs> Did you just shoot at me with your eyes closed? I love it. Yo, Spoon, she just shot at you with your eyes closed. <laughs> Mother damn. Ass hot spankable Spoon. <laughs> Stop cussing and go, go home. home. <laughs> They run by the band, which has been playing music this whole time to mm -hmm. keep everybody calm. And I love Tommy. Music to drown to. Now I know I'm in first class. I know. <laughs> the shot of her running with the axe makes me laugh. <laughs> why? I don't know why. Guys, if you're watching the movie, you're not. But like, <laughs> I'm thinking about the cameraman having to sprint backwards down this hallway. <laughs> When they bust out into the hallway from that door, because yes. they can't get through it, and oh they bust God. through it, and this fucking steward is <laughs> like, you'll have to pay for that, you know. That's White Star Line property. Shut up. <laughs> Deleted scene alert. Okay. <laughs> I cannot believe that this did not make the final cut of the film. Tell me all about it. He, after he says, and put the code on her, it just cuts to more of that scene. He puts the gun in Lovejoy's hand and he goes, I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you if you can get them. Oh my God. And so Lovejoy wades into the water, into the dining saloon where they are actually hiding. Oh no. And it's this whole suspense game of him finding them ducked behind a table or like around the aren't side they of always, something. Aren't they always under a table they, in circumstances like this? And <laughs> they get away. Well, obviously, <laughs> but yeah, you're right. I can't believe that didn't make it into yeah, the final it, cut. It was, really, it was really suspenseful. And the, the movie's already three hours long. You can't make it three hours and three minutes? Yeah, I know. <laughs> a long shot of the aft, and you, we see Jack, Rose, Fabrizio, and Tommy come out of the aft castle. And can I just say, the way that they were moving through that ship, there's no way they came out right there, just saying. Oh, stop it. Uh, you know I know the ship. <laughs> I know. There's no way they actually came out there, but you know what? We'll go with it. This bitch can't impulsively axe down a pipe, but she can impulsively jump two and a half feet out of a lifeboat onto the rim of a window. Oh my God. Like, you could say it's romantic. Some of us are thinking retroactively in the 21st century that maybe that was dumb. Also, while the stern is, st I'm sorry, this is not the moment to mention this, but I just have to. In that commentary version, the stern is standing straight up in the water and everybody's like, ah, oh, ah, oh, and people are falling off the ship and falling down and it's horrendous. And there's this one shot where it follows a guy who jumps from the very top and it, all the way down the side of the ship. Yeah. And in that shot, Ken Marshall points it out and he goes, yeah, he goes, I know this is a really horrible moment, but you guys want to see something funny? <laughs> And guys, if you go in and watch the released cut of this film, it's in there. What is it? What is it? They animated a roll of toilet paper <laughs> falling alongside a man. Like just, it's just falling through the air. What? And if you slow it down, you can catch it. Oh my God. Jim Cameron thought it'd be funny. What? Funny. I, I know. At a time like this. I am like, Jim. I understand why they filmed that shot. I understand why they wanted to get it. But realistically, oh, no. there is no way that Jack and Rose could have been where they are 
And survived that. And survived that kind of suction. All right. Well, the power of love conquers all. That's at least 20 tons creating a current straight down. I understand. I understand. They would have gone down. Fucking Benjamin Guggenheim. Oh, God. Dressed in his best is coming down the grand staircase with his valet, with his love joy. And <laughs> yeah. This steward comes up with a life belt. And he's like, Mr. Guggenheim, put your life belt on. And he's like, no, no. We are dressed in our best and prepared to go down as gentlemen. <laughs> Which is something that a lot of first class men did decide to do. I mean, Which I mean, okay. Guggenheim, good on you for staying on board and not being, you know, one of the first to leave. Someone else got your seat. But so like, you're, you're, you know, you're not going to That be, is a sacrifice. You're not going to be a hero well, when yeah. this is all over, Guggenheim. That's all I'm saying. I hope your mistress gets off okay. Um, Hockley outdoes himself again in terms of evil. Yeah. There is this crying little girl. She cannot find her mother. And her mother is probably somewhere looking for her. Yeah. And Hockley commandeers this child. Kidna no, the word is kidnaps. Like, he kidnaps he this kidnaps child. He kidnaps this child, makes believe that he is her parent, and so he gets led into this collapsible boat. This child has to be terrified. Oh my God. This strange man who she has never seen before is taking her away from her parents. So he can save his selfish life. Yeah. I hate that he gets away with this in the end. I wish that he'd gone down with that ship. He's also fictional, you know? Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I'm so invested. These two elderly folks are meant to represent Ida and Isidore Strauss. Uh, they were the founders of Macy's department store. That's a well-known fact. And they were they were on this voyage going back to America. And, you know, they'd been married for 70 years. Oh, God. They were like 90 years old. He tried to put Ida in a boat and she said, no, I've been with you for my entire life. That's so wonderful. And, and then that just makes that more sad. She's looking in the sky and you can see the band of the Milky Way. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't mean to laugh, but I happen to know a little piece of trivia about this part. Hmm. Neil deGrasse Tyson, our king, Neil deGrasse Tyson, yeah. went to James Cameron and said to him, sir, I love your movie, but that is not how the night sky would look. Really? He, he like he begged him to like Lucasize it mm -hmm. and change it in re-releases. Why? Because he's Neil deGrasse Tyson. Oh my god. Leo DiCaprio and Kate Winslet have had opportunity to work together again as screen partners. Is that the reader? Uh no. Uh the reader's just Kate Winslet. Uh, Revolutionary Road. That's what it is. That is about a husband and wife, I think in like the 50s or 60s. Isn't she naked in that one too? Probably. <laughs> yeah. They love getting these two together and getting them naked. <laughs> I saw a VCR the other day, like in the flesh. <laughs> yeah. And I went, hello. <laughs> Do you need help back to the home? <laughs> And I was just like, oh my God. wow, dude. Yeah. Because that's all we did as kids. I know. Was keep popping those things in the VCR. I miss them. Be kind. Rewind. Like just holding a VHS is so, this is going to sound weird, but stimulating to me. <laughs> it, my cerebral cortex just lights up. <laughs> yep. And I'm like, ooh. I remember when I watched it for the first time after having already known everything about what happened, how extremely satisfied I was the whole time. 